You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 25 of Podcast PXN. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I'm joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, where the hell were you last week? Well, I know where I was, technically. I can actually fully go into Pride of PlayStation again, since I played my PlayStation for the first time since really Fall in Order. Yeah. (laughs) Since Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, where the hell were you? I mean, just as (laughs) a heads up, guys, uh, we're going to be changing our schedule over the next couple weeks. It might be a little fluid, so uh, just keep an eye out on our uh, Twitter, at PodcastPXN, and I'll try to keep you guys informed there what we're doing. Uh, we're going to still keep trying to do this every week, but we're trying to just configure what our dates and times are going to be, so bear with us there. Uh, More than likely, the time will be around here as yeah. far as like earlier yeah. on instead of later. Yep. So just as a reminder, you can watch us live each and every Wednesday, maybe. Uh, <laughs> And uh, all you have to do is search Podcast PXN, and you'll find us on there. And it works on Spotify for, yes. like, the third week in a row. Yeah, Spotify. <laughs> we're everywhere on audio. <laughs> Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, Spotify was the one that was giving us trouble. <laughs> yeah. Spotify. That was Spotify's fault. Yeah. Just to be clear. Wow. Uh, remember... The show always starts with the PXN News of the Week, except this week. We're just throwing all sorts of curveballs this week. Uh, we're going to start with the games we are playing this week because we're actually going to have the topic of the show be the news this week. Yeah, so. since we missed out, and I actually, Daniel, if you listen to him, Daniel did a uh, kind of a bonus episode last week uh, with himself since I wasn't here. Uh, but they're surprisingly in uh, February, in late January, there was a ton of news so we kind of decided to use it almost as like we did with those Nintendo Directs, yep. where it's just going to be a news-focused episode yep. for everything. Cool. So uh, kind of going into the games we're playing, uh, we actually share this game, which is kind of ironic because we don't live in the same household anymore. No. This is completely independent. No. Uh, Apex Legends, we have both started playing again. Uh, I played a little for about two and a half hours last night and had a lot of fun with it. Uh, definitely reminded me of why uh, I really love Apex and I love the map changes that they had as well. Uh, just felt really uh, fresh from what the map was before. I think that was part of the reason I stopped playing before was the map was getting too uh, mundane. Uh, same thing with like Fortnite that. The changes at the end of the seasons are definitely uh, well needed for each of those types of games. Are you talking about... You're not talking about King's Canyon. You're talking about the other new map. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is my first time playing it because I sat all this, out of all season three. Yeah. So I don't know what was changes, but I will say this as somebody that... I loved King's Canyon. I thought it was a... I thought it was bigger yeah. um, than this map. I can't remember what this one's called. I think it's World's Edge or something yes. like that. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it yet, uh, especially being into it now. Um, it's got, I, I think it's got a little bit too, mo- it's got some mobility issues. Mm. Um, I like the more vertical, verticality of Kings Canyon. Um, it kind of felt appropriate with how that map was going. And from what my friends have told me that comes back occasionally during events, but right now they're just focusing on world's edge. Yeah. I got to give it some more time, but yeah, I mean, I had to figure out the controls again. Um, I, I still agree with you as far as respawn, just doing their thing, doing it right. Um, I don't think you said you haven't gotten a chance to play as Revenant yet, right? The new character. So I I did, obviously I loved, uh, Pathfinder. That was my guy. Um, and so I just want to check out this robot because he's obviously a lot darker. Dude, he actually has a banner pose. That's him killing Pathfinder. I was like, I can't get that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but his first off, his costumes are amazing. Like every single one of his legendaries are awesome if you get a chance to look at them. Yeah. Um, his his uh, passive is like this climbing and running faster while crouching. It's actually pretty useful in a lot of things. Um, I don't like his standard L one uh, or his LB uh, for Xbox players. Like where you basically just throw an orb and it cancels out any abilities for players for ten seconds. Hmm. Um, I haven't had a chance to really use that in a fight. But his actual special mm-hmm. is pretty cool. So what it is, it's um, you launch a uh, almost like a diamond on the ground. Mm-hmm. Then you activate that. 
And then for the next, like, I don't know, 40-ish seconds. Uh, oh, hello, El Ricito. Uh, Rice- Rice- What's up, El Ricito? What's going on, man? Um, but I really uh, like that because basically what it does, if you die, like if you're in the middle of a firefight, yeah. you respawn back to that point with just uh, no shields. Interesting. So that was actually really helpful in a firefight that we had because I laid it down. I tagged it, then my two teammates did. Mm-hmm. We went, we got our asses handed to us, yeah. and then we all respond, and then just went after it, and we actually won. So, like, your whole team can, can do use that? it, yeah. Our what? whole team can use it. It really my, changes some dynamics on that. My friend was using that last night, and, like, none of us know the new character because we haven't been playing as mm-hmm. him, and he bought him uh, to be able to access him. But he didn't know that 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 you could do like all your whole team. Yeah. He just used it on himself, and I didn't know. I didn't try it or anything. Yep. Your team That's can cool. use it. Yeah, it's a really really interesting thing. And I think now we're at a total of twelve legends. Yeah. Um, it's a really hard dichotomy to figure out because they all have their their uses. Yeah. And their disadvantages, and I really like that aspect. Um, that uh, Tyler said, "Happy birthday." I didn't think it was your birthday yet. Thanks, Tyler. It's tomorrow, yes, right? Today. It is today? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, thanks, Tyler. I, I appreciate it. it was. I thought it was the 13th for some reason. No. Well, see, that's why I wanted to do it today. Um, but go. it really is making me, like, question, like, okay, do we have the right team for what we're going to do? Because I used to never use Bloodhound or want a Bloodhound, but, like, that comes in super handy, too. So it's it's just, it throws you for a loop. But yeah. he's a really cool character so far. I'm not a fan of Crypto. I crypto yeah, from last season oh, okay, i yeah. locked him too yeah not a fan really? all this drone stuff like i feel like i'm not in the battle at all gotcha but i don't know i i told everyone i was gonna play in season four yeah. i think i'm gonna continue for a little bit i hope oh. you do too actually yeah. just to kind of get back into it yeah uh one funny story that i wanted to tell from last night when we were playing so you know how the train like moves in like a path or yeah. whatever around the map well we made this great idea like well, let's just go on the train and we'll just get off at each stop and like loot and then get back on the train. Yeah, because you get well, like four four crates that could yeah. be really good or just basic. Exactly. So we did that. Uh, we were all doing it or whatever. One of my friends was playing as Wraith. Uh, he gets on the train first. Uh, he places a portal that he had uh, linked to some random spot that he was looting before. And uh, we're all just like looting and coming back to the train. He's waiting for us. Well, the train starts moving. I'm like, all right, I better hurry up and loot, finish looting and get on the train. So I run and get on the train, like near the back of the train. And I'm just like looking around and, you know, just lollygagging. His freaking portal, portal doesn't, doesn't go, with the, go with the train. So I went through the portal and got sent to wherever he was at. And they went off on the train without me. I was like, are you kidding me? What the heck? That's we, pretty funny. Yeah. I actually like the the train aspect is something I like with this map because yeah. of like uh, we actually did something similar, but not not anything funny. But yeah. we had like three firefights back to back to back because we were riding the train around. I'm just like, wow, this action is paced. But what my issue again is just like I think it's smaller, um, but it's smaller to the point too where I feel like I'm seeing less people on this map uh, initially yeah. uh, unless you go into the city. Um, as opposed to King's Canyon. Yeah. Um, like, if you knew, if you wanted to fight in the beginning of the game, you can go to the city there. Same thing, like, you could have gone to Skulltown mm-hmm. and uh, King's Canyon, but I just feel like everyone's so spread out because of that stuff, but it still feels like a smaller map in a way. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on, my next game uh, that I'm playing, my other game that I'm playing, is uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So, I beat Assassin's Creed 2... Obviously, I, I really like playing that again. Uh, what's interesting to me is, is like, remembering Assassin's Creed Ezio Trilogy, I always thought, like, 2 was always the one that was the best in my head. But then going back and playing it, I've confirmed that 2 is the biggest leap for this franchise by far. Like, the amount of stuff that they added to 2 is just insane. Like, I didn't even know that the gun was added in 2. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that that was added with, like, Brotherhood or something. But the amount of stuff they added with 2 is insane. But Brotherhood takes what 2 did and just polishes it on every level. Mm. The climbing feels 100 times better. I was talking about that uh, with AC2. The climbing was really annoying. The climbing in Brotherhood is so much better than 2. That's the biggest thing. The combat is much more refined. It just feels more fluid. Uh, 
the scenery itself it. too yeah. i thought visually it looks yeah. prettier uh so yeah overall brotherhood is a really really good game i think it holds up quite well like especially considering it's over 10 years old yeah. at this point which is crazy what 2008 i uh, want to say uh, maybe nine nine i think okay because i think uh, uh no i think it's nine yeah because the original came out in 07, right? And then the second one came in 08, and then 09, then 10. I believe that's right. Actually, Brotherhood's 2010. Was it? Yeah. Okay. 2011 for Revelations. Okay. Revelations, yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah, so, I mean, almost a 10-year-old game, or it is a 10-year-old game almost at this point, yeah. but uh, that's such a good game that holds up, I feel like, very well uh, by today's standards mm-hmm. even. So I just wish they would have somehow figured out to include some of that multiplayer. Yeah, because that, that was the thing to do with the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Because that's yeah. what, obviously, that's what gave you like a team of assassins. Like you got your little tower defense game too in there type deal. I agree. So it was a lot of fun. Um, actually, for me, I'm revisiting a game as well, but not as far back. Uh, Doom 2016. So I'm getting. Oh, what year did that come out? Um, I think 29. <laughs> I'm just saying. 29. 29. Yeah, I'm just saying a uh, year, just God. to be a dick to you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, obviously IGN, uh, that's their first of the month. Yeah. Um, so I've been like kind of watching a lot of videos and I was, uh, just thinking to myself like, man, Doom 2016 was an awesome game. So I was like, I just want to revisit it before Eternal comes out next month. So I started playing that. I just, I can't remember where I'm at. It's, it's hard to remember exactly where you're at, but, uh, oh, I'm climbing the tower to oh. like shut it down. So I'm still kind of. Yeah, I haven't gone to hell yet, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, but excuse me, it holds up still amazing. I mean, it's only been four years, but uh, just the carnage. I, it's getting me so amped up for everything that's coming uh, for this game or the sequels game. Uh, I there is a few things though now realizing that it does feel a little dated with some stuff. Um, I really miss not having a slide. Uh, I really wish that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish there was a more variety when it came to the brutal kills, mm-hmm. um, just because like I've seen now like the same animations multiple times over and over and over again. Um, and like now I'm trying to actually like explore like the little secrets to like find like collectibles and stuff like that. But um, I'm I'm glad to be kind of just revisiting it. I'm probably not going to beat it again. Um, I just wanted to kind of get a new taste because I keep seeing these videos and these stories, and I just wanted to cool. see you know experience it all over again. Cool, but. Definitely check, because I'm sure we'll have an episode, because I'm getting it. I know you're going to get it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have an episode dedicated to that game at that point. Absolutely. I'm excited for that game. Uh, Have you played any more Resident Evil 2 yet? I have not, and I apologize. No, you're good. I was Um, just curious. I I really do want to. I just have not gotten around to it. I, I have enjoyed what I played. Um, but I ha- not since I actually moved out have I uh, gotten back to it. It's such a good game. But luckily, I mean, I was trying to think. Now, we do have a story up that actually might take me away from it. But um, Ori, like we've said, is our next game pretty much. Yep. Um, but I forgot that this game was coming out that we'll talk about. Yep. So I cool. will be playing that. <laughs> cool. All right. So we'll go ahead and move into our topic of the show, which is actually our PXN News of the Week. So the first item we have is Criterion Games is making the new Need for Speed game. So this is... Smartest move made. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy to me because I don't know if it's the smartest move because the thing is Criterion Games now is very different than what Criterion was 10 years ago when they were making Hot Pursuit, I guess, the new Hot Pursuit. Uh, I think that came out like 2010 or something, Well, they were, ma- they were making Burnout Games. Yes, but yeah. after that, they made the uh, they made the refresh of Hot Pursuit, Need for Speed Hot oh, Pursuit. Oh, they did, yeah. Um, but then that after that point they started to fall off and they became like a support studio for star wars yep uh and i'm a little worried about this personally because the founders of criterion are no longer there uh they actually went on to form their own studio uh actually that made crash games uh i can't remember their names off the top of my head but uh they they are not the same studio they were when they made Burnout. They are not the same studio that they were when they made Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the remake. Uh, so I I just don't know if this necessarily is a good thing. Ghost Games has done a decent job with the Need for Speed games. Not to say they've lit the world on fire or anything like that. 
Uh, but I just don't know. I don't know what this. It's new hard to take Forza. Uh, uh, which one's the arcadey one? Horizon. Horizon. It's hard to take that mantle at this point with what they're able to bring to the table. Yeah. Um, I get it. Like Hot Pursuit and Need for Speed has always kind of offered like a different take on racing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it it'll be interesting. I only I I've tried for years to get into Gran Turismo's hated them. Um, I think I've, and same thing with like Ridge Racer. Um, I just hate sim car games. If I'm going to play a car game, I want it to be arcade. So like when I was playing Horizon on your Xbox a few months ago, like that felt fun because there's like no rules. I don't want to have like rules to anything like that. So Mm -hmm. I think as long as they're allowed to continue to do that, I think there could be. The only thing I could say is that they had to do something with the need for speed. It is a beloved franchise that has kind of weaned off as far as interest like even somebody as myself that's not a car person i played a lot of need for speeds growing up um i i specifically remember playing on the pc on hot pursuit and just having so much fun either being the cop or out out running the cops that type of thing and that always felt so good and i get it different studio a different time that type of deal but it still holds a special place in a lot of gamers hearts and a lot of people are trying to chase that nostalgia at this point, so this is kind of their move to do it. Now, could it backfire on them? Possibly. Absolutely. I mean, it, only time will tell. I am a little bit more hopeful to you than you are, um, just because of the studio's pedigree. Maybe not the staff that's there, right? Um, but people also say the same thing about like uh, Rare. Not all that. Not all those team people are there, but they right. still have faith in Rare. Um, same thing with, um, oh God. Bungie even. Bungie, yeah. Bungie's very uh, I was trying to think of the Metro, uh, Metroid Prime uh, developers. Uh, retro? Out Texas. Yeah, Retro. Yeah. Like, not all the people that are at Retro were there when Metroid Prime, the first one, was released on GameCube. True. So, it's being hopeful from that previous studio that those people that came in are kind of taking up the mantle. So, it's kind of waiting to see. True. But I'm guessing whatever this is going to be, obviously, this is for whatever next gen it's going to turn out to be. Yep. Uh, and obviously, next gen always has high quality freaking racing games. So you gotta have those for next gen. So, uh, next, our news story is uh, Ubisoft has announced a new Prince of Persia Escape Room VR game. So, is this coming? Is this coming to PSVR or is this? I have not. It has not been confirmed for either PSVR, Oculus, or any of that stuff. Gotcha. It's just been said that they are working on it. Gotcha. It's. Um, it looks like it's like almost a an experience. Oh, your brother's calling me. Why are you calling? <laughs> Jeez, Jason, we're in the middle of the podcast, dude. I'm gonna have to tell. I was like, I'm hanging out with actually the better Prindle. Yes, that's the correct answer. That's the correct answer. Um, so it it looks like it's not going to be. From what I've read so far, it's actually going to be somewhere that's like a location. Yeah. So it's not something that you're going to take home, but yep. it could be maybe one day, but it sounds like almost like your Halo event that you went to gotcha. uh, many months ago. So I, I just thought it was like a cool thing because you really liked your Halo VR experience, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought that was a cool thing. The reason why I wanted to talk about this story is because, um, oh yeah, I know what that's about. Um, I, I like that i heard prince of persia again yeah. especially in 2020 the last game that came out was 2008 yeah um i want to see though the franchise return i much much to your chagrin as far as splinter cell i feel the same way Ugh. about prince of persia i mean we had the sands of time trilogy that was amazing it was really good it was on the ps2 Excuse me. Um, the first one didn't come to xbox until the 360 when right. they released the other two yep. um but uh, they had those, or not the 360, I'm sorry, it was actually on the Xbox, my bad, OG, Xbox. yeah, because I remember playing them in college, um, but those were such fun games, now the third one was kind of a dud as far as the story goes, but like, that whole concept was amazing to have at that time, and when the kind of cel-shaded reboot came out in 2008, uh, it was loved by both critics and audience, um, I don't know how well it sold, but... I'm guessing not well because we never got any follow-up and they left that story open to a follow-up for it. Mm. But that's the last time we ever heard anything besides I think like mobile ports about it. And it's just like, we give Ubisoft a lot of credit as far as uh, things they've done with games, Mm -hmm. but I I don't think 
when it comes to certain franchises, they're paying as close attention as what fans want. Obviously, fans are clamoring for some sort of Splinter Cell follow-up. Especially yes, with knowing UB. Michael Ironside's feeling a lot better. He can come back into that role. Yeah. And then hearing this as a fan of Prince of Persia, this makes me like yearn for some sort of news that, hey, we're getting a new Prince of Persia. Yeah. Which maybe might happen, given uh, another news story. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. That's just kind of that was that was the reason why I wanted to bring that up. That even yeah. though this is going to be an event room that you actually go to, yeah. I still would love to see something Prince of Persia again. Agreed. Uh, speaking of UB, we'll just move to that as our next news story. There's yeah. five UB next gen games that are coming uh, that are ne- not necessarily known. There's two unknown and three that are known. So the three that are known are Gods and Monsters, Watch Dogs Legion, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. Uh, the two that are unknown. So a lot of people have wanted Splinter Cell. A lot of like you just said, you wanted a Prince of Persia. So maybe Splinter Cell Prince of Persia? Eh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku has uh, reported that both of those games are Assassin's Creed. You would presume uh, they're what's the it rumor called? Ragnarok, Ragnarok, uh, and their Far Cry next Far Cry game. So. According to Jason Schreier, we're not getting a Splinter Cell game or a uh, Prince of Persia game, which is very depressing. Uh, I really want Splinter Cell to come back. But You would think after the Wildlands DLC tease that yeah. it was kind of a shoo-in, right? Yeah. I, I just what I assumed. But that doesn't mean that we won't get a Splinter Cell announcement at E3 this year. It just means it's not coming out this year. That's true, yeah. So, I'm still holding out hope. Yubi, please give us freaking Splinter Cell for the love of God. So, but I am glad that Watch Dogs Legion is basically confirmed as being a next gen, yeah, um, not current gen. Because first off, there was a lot of controversy for the first Watch Dogs that it was going to be running on the 360 uh, PS3 generation. Well, I think it'll still be cross gen, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, given what they said you can do as far as be any NPC, yeah, I mean that sounds like a lot of scope to me. It sounds like in comparison, like the nemesis system why it was left off of the ps3 xbox 360 version of uh shadow of mordor right that True. type of thing so i mean i can maybe kind of see something like that coming but i don't know we'll see uh the only game i'm really not looking forward to is that rainbow six quarantine i think man it just doesn't really fit the rainbow six audience mm-hmm. like rainbow six quarantine sounds like a cool like experiment like that they should have like named something else not rainbow six um but for rainbow six traditionalists they want a really good multiplayer which siege has and a great campaign as well which siege doesn't have uh like for instance rainbow siege six... doesn't need at this no, point yeah. siege doesn't need that but like rainbow six vegas that has such a good story i really liked vegas and vegas too uh and traditionally rainbow six is a tactical shooter yep. like with story uh so i think it'll be interesting to see how quarantine does but yeah i definitely think it probably should have been an experiment more so than anything yeah the thing i'm curious about is if ac is not the fall so yeah. i know i know it said april 20 or 2021 right as far as five these five games um, and I'm good with Gods and Monsters being pushed because we don't know too, too much. We only got, I think, two trailers out of it. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, Rainbow Six and even Far Cry because we know nothing about a new Far Cry game. Because all of these are coming before April of 2021? 2021, yeah. yeah. They're, they're following quarter. Right. But I would be very curious if these next-gen consoles don't launch with a Assassin's Creed. Because I think yeah. that was a good thing to have was Black Flag yes. on your Xbox One or your PS4 yep. this time around because that game looked stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, how bright it was. You're getting it in the winter. I mean, that was just a great game and I think Ubisoft would be fools not to launch with an Assassin's Creed because that's a yep. that's a guaranteed commodity at this point. I agree completely. That game's amazing. Uh, calls all the time. Yeah, exactly. You're blowing it up over there. Uh, Nintendo Switch has crossed 50 million units ba, sold. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. So this is kind of crazy because it's been not even three years since the Switches came out because it came out, what, March or April? Uh, March 3rd of, of uh, 2017. Yeah. So less than three years, and they're already at 50 million. That's a faster pace than PS4, yep. and that was the best-selling console of this generation. Switch is kind of in a weird place. Nintendo's but... now always going to be in that weird place 
yeah. between. So this is really insane numbers, and it almost makes me believe even more so that they're not going to do a more powerful switch this year because they're looking at these numbers like, hey, we're selling 50 million units. We can still sell 25, yep. 30 million more in the next couple years. So, yeah, this is, this is big, big numbers for a switch. Yeah, I mean, it is reported – uh, that they're ahead of Xbox One, even right. though the Xbox obviously has not released any sales figures in five years, I want to say. Yeah. Um, but they're saying as far as estimates are, even so, Xbox One has not sold 50 million. I don't know if I believe that solely, especially given this holiday season, the bundles being that cheap right. onto a console, you can get Sunset Overdrive. Xbox uh, One S oh went down. God. Oh my lord, everyone's blowing you up like the fifth fucking call everyone's gone <laughs> uh it's not even work either yeah um but i mean good for nintendo especially yeah. given the utter failure of the wii u i mean let's be real um i actually enjoyed the console but i understand why it was a failure due to their marketing and due to their poor partnerships yeah um and i think so far in the switch besides the online stuff mm-hmm. and kind of the interface Nintendo's knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Um, I mean, I, I fully will say, obviously, I love Nintendo. Um, the eShop is a joke uh, as far as curation. Um, the online functionality, while cool, you get all these retro games and everything like that, um, and you're able to play online, and the price is actually cheaper, It's I still don't see the value in it just yet. Um, but I do get SNES games and NES games, which is a really cool aspect for me. But... Other than that, I mean, they just have they're they're continuing to have bangers. They have probably one of the best games ever made as far as Breath of the Wild. Yes. Um, we maybe get and a sequel. Some this year. people <laughs> say Odyssey as well. Odyssey, yeah. Now I disagree. I loved Odyssey, but I'd say the galaxies are better personally as far as 3D Mario's. But all in all, like Nintendo is doing really well. My only question is, is the Vita did pretty well at the beginning too. And I'm kind of looking at this in a comparison to Vita because the Vita became your indie machine. And right. that's really what Nintendo is now, is your indie machine. How many times have, when we've done games we're playing, I'm playing something on the Switch that's an indie. True. Uh, Katana Zero, Celeste, that type of thing. So eventually that might have like a uh, Apex, just like the Vita did. And mm-hmm. so like what happens when you don't have as many indies? Because I think that's what... Microsoft is going to be doing, Sony's going to be doing, is trying to get those exclusive indies to their platforms. Agreed. So we know some indies are like just straight up bangers as far as like people are like in love. You have Braid uh, from the Xbox 360 that was exclusive to them. Yep. Um, Journey for PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3. Castle Crash. Yeah. So it's just like there's some of those exclusivities can kind of steer you towards it. Cuphead for me. For yeah. Xbox One. I had to get an Xbox One because I wanted Cuphead so sure. bad. Right. Um, so I, I really, though, I'm still hopeful for Nintendo. I, I don't think at all they peaked yet when it comes to the Switch. I mean, we know that they're probably just going to be, if anything, when these new consoles launch, it's just going to be cheaper. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. It, it, good for them, especially for the recovery. I agree completely, especially after the disaster that was Wii U, yep. like you're saying. I mean... I think there was there was something I was reading where like almost all at the, I think like all but like maybe seven Switch exclusives or, or sorry uh, Wii U exclusives are now ported to the Switch. Which <laughs> se- all seven of them are probably really good. Like Mario 3D Land. Yep, that I'd love to still see that. To get. Or World. I'm sorry, 3D World. Three, yeah, 3D Land was 3DS. Yes, uh, and. Well, Crap, there's a couple more that I was really hoping Zombie would U was interesting. I actually do think that that's Zombie ported. U was ported to, to uh, uh, Xbox yeah, and PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, man, there's something else. Wind Waker HD, which yeah, is Wind an Waker. amazing way to play that game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just... It, it's crazy how... the Basically, the Switch is going to make us forgive Nintendo for those rough, rough four years. Yep. Absolutely. Um, moving on, Xbox has some news today about matching donations for Operation Supply Drop. They're matching any kind of donations, I guess, uh, up to $250,000 for Operation Supply Drop. This is super cool. Uh, obviously, anything that supports our military and uh, the people that are affected uh, from the trauma of going through uh, the service. And definitely respect anyone who, who goes through that. Uh, my brother-in-law is actually a veteran of the military 
my grandpa as well. So any, any news story like this where there's uh, ways that you can help out the military or veterans, that's really awesome. And um, the fact that Microsoft's doing this up to 250000 that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we joked about a few weeks ago about um, sports uh, stars like playing Fortnite and all that stuff. Um, and military people are just as big as gamers as us. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want a place to forget about everything, relax and get away from it all. And games is a great outlet to do that. Yeah. Um, really cool that Xbox is uh, partnering and supporting an initiative like this. And it's a great way to communicate like with your squad mates. Like After you're out of the military, like you live across the country from each other, so it's a great way to do that. Like My brother-in-law, he does that with a lot of his buddies yeah. that he, he was in the military with. They play on online, and that's how they you know kind of hang out or whatever yeah, exactly so that's really really awesome stuff like that so uh moving on uh activision has planned a plan for several remasters for 2020 so i think it's safe to say that with these remasters we can expect to see bangers like hello kitty island adventure 2 was that Activision? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. So this is announced by Activision, uh, basically due to the success of Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro, uh, even the uh, Modern Warfare remaster, as far as like the success that they saw uh, on those games. So there's nothing else announced with this whole thing that Activision said, but I have a huge hope for this. Um, I don't even know if anything stands out to you as far as Activision for remaster, but I would love a remaster of Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, 1 through 3. Yeah. Um, those games, just like the first three Crash Bandicoot games, are hugely beloved in sports communities as far as being probably some of the best sports games you'll ever play in your life. Yeah. Um, they did Tony Hawk Dirty this generation. I mean, Tony mm-hmm. Hawk 5 finally came out, and it was, it was awful. It was just bad. I mean, I think people that gave it like a 5 out of 10 were probably being nice to tony (laughs) just tony hawk himself it was bare bones there was nothing to do um the controls didn't even work that well and there was glitchy as hell yeah i mean it just not what the tony hawk was that you remember i mean you remember all the fluidity i mean the music uh just fitting in perfectly the going around kind of collecting things while doing just insane tricks yeah i mean it is so perfect to do those three i guarantee if they all they do is just up them a little bit maybe improve some of the controls at this point in the game but just give us that dude you're gonna have a huge hit on your hand so i'm gonna rain on this story right now because there's some games that i would love to see uh remastered or remade or whatever uh from activision like call of duty 4 would be awesome or transformers games the war for cybertron and fall of cybertron i actually really like those games uh but here's the thing i don't want any remasters from activision because here's why activision's idea of a remaster is tony hawk's pro skater hd which is just basically uh crappy polygons of the original game just up a little bit and for me personally, it doesn't do a game justice when you just re-release a game in uh, in its form that it was back in the day and just increase like resolution or whatever. Uh, if you're doing like backwards compatibility stuff, that's totally cool and I like that kind of stuff. But when you go out and call something a remaster and all they do is just up-res it, and I guarantee you, these remasters that Activision do will be half-assed. I do not expect them to be remakes like resident evil 2 level remake like making it look visually stunning and well the crash of the spyro games though were done very well now granted it wasn't activision uh, right 100 percent uh yeah. disclosure was not activision yeah. it was just published by them yeah it's owned by yes. them yeah um but i don't know i have a little bit more faith only because i would just die if i got those remasters yeah i mean they they're are done right they, yeah, and there are PS1, PS2 games, so in my mind, they just did uh, huge collections of PS1 games, so it's like, why not include those? Now, I don't know even know if the Tony Hawk license is with Activision anymore. Yeah. Um, Tony doesn't really own his aim, but... Um, oh, yeah, I forgot my friend Mark's on uh, Channel 9 at 7 today. Channel 9? Yeah. Uh-oh. What's he on Channel 9 uh, He got interviewed for oh. something. 
Crap. No. No, you're good. Oh, I'll right. watch it later. All right. Uh, moving on. Do you have anything else to add to that? No, no. Okay. I like. I know you hate Activision. Oh, I can't stand. That. And I get it, but I'm yeah. I'm just a little bit hopeful for it. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, Sakurai has been uh, talking about uh, characters in Smash Brothers on Switch, Smash Brothers Ultimate. And he's basically been talking about how there's too many Fire Emblem characters. Yep. So basically what we just talked about, what, two two weeks ago? Yes. Or three weeks the ago? second Byleth was announced. Yeah. We're like, another Fire Emblem character? You're kidding yeah. me. Right. Uh, so why, Sakurai? Why is he in the game? Well, or she. Because it's yeah. Fire Emblem, so they could be either male or female. You just choose your sex at that point. Right. Um, what this tells me, it's it's... In my opinion, this is a little less about what Sakurai is saying and what he's not saying. In my mind, that I think he's saying then that all these contr- uh, these characters and partnerships and all that stuff, mm. he's not the one that has the control in any of this stuff. I think he kind of gets told from the top down, like, hey, we did this partnership for you, or we got this character for you, make it work. Gotcha. That's how I'm kind of seeing it. I'm kind of almost seeing it like a maybe a frustration for him makes sense um now granted it was obviously translated in japanese to english and all that stuff but i don't know to me that just kind of it sounds like he was like venting about agreeing with fans about it because that was the first thing you and i said i cared more about the cuphead and the Mega Man costume uh that came out in the Ezio or no altair yes. i think it was altair altair yeah a costume for the your me fighters rather than byleth i still haven't even played as byleth because who cares i just don't have any interest in right. it so I don't know. I just—it's a little concerning that he agrees with fans because that just tells me that he's as done with this. But it should be noted, and that makes me hopeful. If he says this in this second round of DLC second characters, character. we're not getting any fire. That would be perfect. <laughs> yes, I, th- I think I don't think anyone would be upset about. I that. don't think so either. At this point, you have the entire cast. Yeah. Uh, our next news story: Saints Row Four is on the switch it's being announced for the nintendo switch so uh saints row 4 i think we've talked talked about this on this podcast before. we did because you like three better than four yeah so i'm not gonna really harp on that too much obviously four is basically a crackdown clone so yep. if you like crackdown you'll probably like this that's why i liked four because i just felt like a revamped crackdown i guess uh it's called saint saints row 4 reelected. i think it has all the dlc yep. i don't think it has gat out of hell I, I could be wrong on I that. I think it does. It does, okay. Because yeah. I know that was a DLC. Yeah, it was like an expansion, yeah. but I, I think that it, it does. It does, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a cool game for, I guess, Switch players to... Because the third one's already on there. Yeah. Uh, my only thing is, is that, again, this is another old game that's coming to the Switch. Yeah. I don't know how long they can continue to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, I get the portability is something that people love to have, but... I don't know how many people are clamoring to say, hey, yeah. I really want to take Saints Row 4 on the go. That's the thing. Like, what are their sales numbers telling them? Like, I guess they had to have had some people buy the third That's, game yeah. for them to release this. That's what I'm thinking. So, uh, Next news story. Platinum Games uh, has recently been talking openly about how they would like to finish Scalebound uh, with Microsoft's permission. Obviously, Microsoft is the IP owner for Scalebound, uh, so... Anything that Platinum were to do with Scalebound, they would have to go through Microsoft for that, whether it's first party or if Microsoft said, hey, you can have this or whatever. They would have to go with go through them for that. Uh, I'm not so sure I would really... I'm not sure anyone's clamoring for this necessarily. Like When it was first announced, I was excited for it, and it, the idea of it sounded cool. But when we got that like deep uh, hands-on with it, uh, not us personally got yeah. deep uh, deep hands-on with it but the press got deep hands-on with it we saw a video of that and it was very uh jagged and the frame rate was awful and chugged in many places and i get that's like an early look or whatever but it just seems like the game i don't know it wasn't it wasn't working out the way they anticipated it was taking too long it was having too many problems so honestly i just i'd just rather just keep this on the deathbed to be honest so I I was very interested in Scalebound at first. I still never watched that choppy video you told you're telling me about. Yeah. Um, but it looked like a very cool concept. The one thing I will say is good on uh, Phil Spencer. Regardless of people's passion projects, if something's not coming together, somebody has to be unfortunately the bad guy and have the balls enough to say like, hey, let's move in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, my other thing would be Platinum Games 
shut the hell up and get me banned out of three. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they good. don't have things to do. Exactly. Yeah. You have yeah. so many games and so many partnerships in the work. Like, let's just finish the stuff because at this moment, and now you can. They maybe have that agree. game with uh, Nintendo too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the pseudo AAA game that's yeah. not really announced yet. Like, they're in a sense, you might agree. They're becoming like Telltale, yeah. announcing all these things, all these partnerships. This is the way we're going, and then plop. Yeah. Like I just, I don't want to see that happen. And I think Platinum Games A Team is a great job at action games. But I mean, cool if we eventually get it. I'm sure Phil would probably say okay to it. Um, same thing if like there was ever going to be any interest in doing a Sunset Overdrive 2 from somebody. I'm sure he would be okay as long as it came to his platform. Well, Sunset is owned by Insomniac, though. Oh, Not is it? Microsoft. I thought it was Mi- Microsoft. Microsoft only owns the rights to the original, original okay. game. So they only own the publishing rights to the original game. Insomniac okay. owns the IP, which is the interesting yeah. part of that because with insomniac being first party now we Spider-Man, could get a yeah. we could get a sunset overdrive 2 that's exclusive on playstation which is odd yeah but, but I, we never will now with the success of spider-man yeah exactly. but I, I don't know i just i think it's kind of kind of funny that they want to bring it back given all the news that we don't know i would love to hear the story of how scalebound actually was looking though from the inside out for yeah. that stuff yeah uh, our next news story, DLC has been announced for Dead Cells. Uh, it's out today. Oh, it's out yeah. today. I didn't realize it was out today, so wow. I definitely need to pick that up. Okay. Yeah. Or is that out yesterday? My bad. Does it add like a substantial amount of It does. Game? So you, it's called the Bad Sea DLC. Um, and it's not a, I don't believe it's free like the last one was, but it adds two new areas, uh, a few new bosses, um, and then uh, – it also adds your first two-handed weapon in the game. Hmm. Uh, it's a scythe. Uh, so I don't know if you've ever played Dead Cells, if you've ever gotten into it, but it was one of my favorite indie games hmm. uh, from two years ago. It is such a, an amazing action game. It is a roguelike. So some people don't like roguelikes as far as, like, your whole goal is to get to the end to make it, but you can die, and then you have to start all the way over. But you learn from your mistakes type deal. Um, but it still looks amazing. I mean... I'm just showing you some of these things, and like this is the artwork here. Oh wow! Like, just how it looks based on that eight sixteen bit. Yeah, um, it looks amazing. Yeah, so it's really cool that they did that. Um, I love that they keep supporting this game because it was in alpha for so long mm-hmm. on the PC, um, and it finally like when it got released. Essentially, that's when it came to Switch yeah. as well. And I just love the fact that they keep supporting this game. I agree. Uh, so <laughs> this is funny. This one's funny. So, Wonderful 101 has been kickstarted, and isn't this Platinum Games, or no? It's not Platinum Games that did it. Okay. It's, it's the team that did it that, I guess, aren't part of Platinum Games. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so Wonderful 101 uh, has been kickstarted on PS4, PC, and Switch. So, I think you were talking about this might have been, like, the one of the quickest kickstarted games, like, of all time or something. Uh, yeah, know- it got so... So quickly. I know for a while. Oh, it is Platinum Games that did it. I'm sorry. It is? That's yeah. what I thought. I was. Sorry, that's why right. I laughed when I looked at that. Yeah. I was like, uh, what? Um, yeah, Platinum's got plenty to work on. They got that to work on. They never put in a, a tier for Xbox, which is interesting. Yeah. They just have PC, Switch, and PS4. Um, and this is, this is kind of a game that was locked to the Wii U. Another game that yep. was a good game. It was received well, but it was locked to the Wii U, something that no one wanted to buy because, you know, the Wii U's disastrous launch. Um, so that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really interesting game as far as, like, the heroes, the different powers, how you controlled them, almost Pikmin-esque mm-hmm. in a way. It was a really cool thing. I'm glad it's coming to other consoles. Um, mostly not because, like, I love seeing old games come back, but I... Specifically with this console, as far as the Wii U, yeah. there's going to be so many games that are trapped by that console that I'm glad that we continue to see them get out of that and especially go to Switch or PS4 or even Steam where they can be kind of held there better. Yeah. Um, because eventually, like, all those screens for the Wii U will not work. <laughs> Green. So, I mean, cool for them, though. I mean, they, I think they did 1.5, yeah, 1.5 uh, million. That's, that's so, pretty insane. Yeah. And I, obviously... Uh, for a remaster. I mean... It's crazy the amount of games that have kickstarted though and have disappeared. Obviously, I don't think this is going to happen with this game because Platinum's pedigree and yep. they're they're in fine shape. 
Uh, but like for instance, uh, crap, what was that game called that got canceled? Well, anyways, historically, there's been a lot of games that have been canceled that have not done well on Kickstarter yep. uh, as a result because people get pissed off that, hey, I just put all this money towards this and now there's nothing to result from it. That's one of the problems with Kickstarter. Yep, but I agree. Uh, Double Fine showed there was a lot of success there with uh, Broken Age. Yeah, so, Broken Age for it. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, there's two SNES never-before-released games in the U.S. Uh, coming to Nintendo Online. Uh, Smash Tennis and Poppin' Twin B, I guess. So, obviously, these are games that you've been stoked for, so go ahead and talk about Dude, them. Dude, I cannot wait to play Poppin' Twin B. Like, I'm so excited. You spelled Poppin' I, Twin B wrong, by the way. <laughs> oh, I even had to look down to reread that because I was like, what was the name of it again? Yeah, no, I have no idea what these are. Um, so, one game's called Poppin' Twin B. It is a uh, shmup, basically. It looks more cutesy than anything, but Japanese, definitely. Uh, but the game I'm actually excited for is Smash Tennis because it was considered to be the best NES tennis game, um, but it never made its way to America, so I never got to play it as a kid. So I'm really interested in checking that out. Um, also, I think Shadow, Shadow the Ninja, which is a really cool game, uh, was announced as well on the SNES Classic, and then um, some boat game, but I can't remember what it's called. But it's oh, a- Boats of the Lost. That might actually be what it is. No, I just made that. Um, and it, it's something like that. But regardless, we're sitting, I think, right now at 52 games on the SNES uh, lineup uh, for the Switch. Hmm. So it's really cool that they continue to roll this out. It's not as frequent as when they did the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still holding out hope for my favorite SNES game, which is Tetris Attack. Um, as far as like the one that I had not played in God knows how many years um because we lost that copy when i was a kid but i i like that they keep doing this and especially i like this whole things that other places never got to experience mm. because obviously internet wasn't around back then and yeah. if it was it was not what you wanted so communication between other sides of the world was very rare and infrequent so it's nice that you're able to experience what other countries and places did during that time just to see what their kind of experiences were like gotcha i i just remembered we got feedback on our last episode that we did where uh the dude on the youtube comment said i should look at the camera more often instead of you so i was like oh i just remember that so i looked directly in the camera when i thought oh, of sorry, that. i'll do that every time yeah you speak now. it's kind of weird though like just looking in the camera but anyways uh moving on rod ferguson is officially leaving the coalition to join blizzard uh who's He's going to oversee uh, the Diablo franchise now. Uh, Rod Ferguson was the head of the Coalition, which makes Gears of War. Um, this is kind of big news. So Rod came over to Black Tusk before they changed their names to Coalition to actually form the foundation of the future of Gears of War with Gears of War 4. Uh, before that, he was he moved around quite a bit. He went to... Uh, um, crap. Uh Irrational. He went to Irrational Games. You're to, just speaking Irrational. He, he went to Irrational Games to help them finish up Bioshock Infinite because they had some problems at the end of the development of that game. Uh, and he kind of bounced around to a couple studios before he landed back at Microsoft. So Rod Ferguson is the one man that has worked on every single Gears of War game. Cliff Blazinski is long gone. So he's the only man that's worked on every Gears of War game. So the fact that he's leaving is significant. However... I think at this point in Gears of War's franchise, I feel like they may do one more game and then maybe end the series. I don't see them necessarily going for like forever, like a Halo, for instance. It's possible. But, for instance, I think they may end with Gears of War 6 and then have Coalition do something new. Because if you remember Black Tusk, when they were originally announced, they showed off that like stealth spy game or whatever that was in China that they showed that cg cutscene for yeah. uh and then that got canceled because they brought on rod ferguson to to do gears of war because microsoft brought, bought the gears of war ip uh from epic so this will be interesting to watch out for i think the coalition will be fine in the short term i'm sure rod had a plan laid out for them and i'm not concerned about that uh this is very exciting for diablo fans though in my opinion uh rod knows what the hell he's doing and diablo is a huge franchise so i'm very excited to see what he can add to that team um the last thing i'll say about this is cliff blazinski dropped on twitter 
He's like, if Microsoft wants to consult me me for uh, Gear Six, they're welcome to do that. I have lots of ideas, and it's like, Cliff, they moved, they moved on. Yeah, they they're moved done. on. They did. Yeah, and I, I totally like Cliff Blazinski. I think he's uh, kind of crazy sometimes, but I like him uh, as a creator. He's an insane mo- man, but he's a yeah. genius. Yeah, he's a very smart guy. I agree. And if they want to consult him, I think that would be fine. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, but I. And again, I don't think that they will, just because I think they have the, everything set. They're good. Yeah, I, don't think I, I would it. agree on that one. So, good luck. Uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, speaking of Cliff Bozinski, he's also been in the news because uh, he has talked about how Bosky Productions was, act- which is his development studio, he started up after he left Epic, uh, has been in talks uh, before they closed that they were going to do a new Aliens game with Fox before they shut down. So that's kind of interesting. Colonial uh, Marines, too. Yeah, because his best friend, Randy Pitchford, uh, tried to do that with Colonial Marines, and it was an utter disaster. Unless, of course, you ask Randy Pitchford, then he says it's the best game that's ever been made. Thank so, God you don't hold grudges. I hate freaking Randy Pitchford. Never heard that before. Son of a biscuit. Anyways, uh, do you have anything to add to that? No, I don't really. The only Alien game that I would like is a um, sequel to, or pseudo-sequel to, Alien Isolation. Yes, I think that, that was I think that'd creative be really cool. assembly. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be really cool. I thought they got how Alien is supposed to make you feel as a moviegoer pretty, yeah. pretty good. And creative assembly, of course, went on to make a more important game, Halo Wars 2. So... <laughs> <laughs> I already uh, you already have one Halo story. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. don't blow your load hey, too much today. Just saying. Uh, our next news story: PlayStation has shut down Manchester VR, its first party studio in the UK that works on VR. This is this is awful news. I I can't believe it. I'm sad. I mean, how many games have they made that were just straight Millions. up bangers? Yeah. And Not in serious, yeah, in seriousness, <laughs> yeah, they clo- they opened in what 2015? 2015 when we looked it up. Yeah, I didn't even know they had a Soul Studio dedicated to VR. Yeah, because um, they hadn't, from what we could tell. Um, they had not released the game yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were support as far as some other functions, um, or trying to support studios to get them to like develop VR games or what was really going on. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um. The only thing that's like really to take away from this one is obviously you hope that everyone gets placed in a certain spot. And I know Sony and Microsoft um, do a very good job as far as taking care of their teams when they have to shut down a studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's this is the third studio they shut down in the UK. True. Um, uh, not London London Games, but um, who made uh, Polyphony? Polyphony. No, Polyphony's yeah, still Polyphony good. What's the other good. one? Um, uh, I know what you're talking about, the racing game. Yeah, the uh, one that was uh, not good at launch. Oh, man. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But anyways, like it's so it's the third one out of the five they had. Um, so it's Evolution. A, Evolution, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was a little bit of an interesting thing to take away from it. Um, obviously, London Studios is still going good. Dreams is still going – sorry, uh, Media Molecule. Yep. It's making Dreams is still going good. Um, so – well, maybe good. We'll see. And they also shut down Gorilla Cambridge. Gorilla Cambridge, kills yes. Kills on the Vita. Yeah. Uh, which, that was actually a pretty good game. Um, so, it's just a little concerning that. But, again, this studio, I can't find a game they put out. Yeah. So, I don't know what to take away from it other than just being smart. I'm not I'm not at all, just like how you're not worried about Microsoft's first party yeah. um, because you know those games are coming. I'm not afraid of what's coming for Sony's first party. Um, I, I realize they've closed some studios over the last couple of years, but I think they're just, in their mind, making better decisions going forward, um, especially given their third-party relationships these days. But, I mean, those first-party studios they have, they are, for the most part, upper echelon. And that's what Microsoft and I was hoping that comes out in this next gen, is that their, their first parties become the naughty dog of the of the gaming industry. So does this news uh, concern you about VR support for PSVR on PS5? No, no, it doesn't. Because again, I don't know what to base this off of. Mm-hmm. If this was a game, if this is the studio that made like uh, Moss or Beat Saber, even though I know obviously Beat Saber is bought by Facebook, mm-hmm. like then I'd be concerned. But this is a studio that I can't find a game that they made 
or even a game that I played personally. I mean, we have Iron Iron Man VR comes out actually, I think at the end of this month. Yeah, um, very soon. And it's supposed to, it's being highly touted as an amazing experience. So it's like I'm not worried about what VR holds in the immediate future. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm we still got to see what's going to do long term. But it's just interesting that the studio has never made a game, from what I can tell. And to kind of back you on that as well, Insomniac made a bunch of VR games when they were independent. After they made uh, Spider-Man PS4, they made some VR games in there as well. So they could... They have another uh, second team. And Gorilla did yeah, too as well. Exactly. Uh, for things. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried at all about PSVR and VR in general until yeah. I see that, like, everyone's turning against it. Yeah. Until those experiences become few and far between, which we keep seeing newer and newer things being added. Yeah. So. And speaking of Insomniac, another good transition... Uh, Insomniac it has been revealed that they were purchased for two hundred and twenty nine million dollars by steel. Sony. That's, I mean, honestly, that's a decent price. Uh, you, I think it's a steal. I think Sony got them at a bargain yeah. in that sense, and that's totally, totally correct. In today's world, like if you take Insomniac for their last few games they've done, Ratchet and Sunset and Spider Man, those games are amazing, like absolutely stunning. So, like. The immediate future, I have no concern about Insomniac. I think the only concern that I would maybe have is how long is Ted Price going to be there? Because he's kind of the head honcho. He's the man. And with this big of a purchase, how big of a check is Ted Price getting? Because uh, if, if he says, oh, hey, I just want to walk away. Like Hauser? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you just don't know. You don't know what you're getting. Obviously, they're still buying a talented studio that has a lot of talented people that work there. And that's why I say they get it for a steal because what, I mean, I think in my top 10 so far of this generation, uh, both Spider-Man and Sunset Overdrive would be in my top 10 of this generation. Yeah. Um, and I get it. They're very similar games in a way. Yeah. But just that, that freedom of mobility just makes them few and like you don't get too many better action games than those Agreed. so i mean that's why i say they got them out of steel not, not to mention the sales at least of spider-man were astronomical for a single player game we knew what they would be yeah but i just think having uh do what they did yep. without being purchased at that time to get them for that little money it's not little but I, i'm saying a little in yeah. this sense retrospectively like, exactly like it they just they got them good minecraft was bought for 2.5 billion dollars yeah. so yeah <laughs> Uh, that might even be a steal in the end who knows which it it probably (laughs) is because minecraft is one of the best selling games of all time (laughs) and not to mention the merchandise it's outsold mario merchandise and all that crap so i mean i'm sure they've made their money back uh our next news story private division is announcing that they have delayed the outer worlds uh on switch so this is apparently due to the coronavirus, a lot of uh, issues over there. The development studio making the port for the Switch is over, based in Jap- uh, China. Uh, so this is kind of concerning. Uh, we talked I'd say th- it's only concerning, though, just to make sure they're okay. Could, yes, yeah. in that in that aspect. I don't mean concerning for the game. Obviously, we know what the game yeah. is. Uh, concerning for the people that are involved. Uh, but... This does kind of put something in my mind about uh, consoles, which we can talk about this in a future episode, but the next-gen consoles, with them being manufactured in, Japan, in China, I keep wanting to say Japan, in China, uh, is this going to affect the release schedules of the next-gen consoles with the coronavirus happening? Because there's so many places closing and plants closing. Like, is I don't this think going- the release will be affected. I yeah. do think supply will be. Shortage? Yep. Yeah. I think that if you are a hardcore gamer... Um, you better be smart as second that uh, pre-orders are live, you do it right then and there. I agree. I mean, that's that's going to be your only way to get these consoles. I truly, I mean, you bring up a very good point uh, with all this coronavirus stuff. Um, I do think that you need to be smart about your pre-orders and get them in when they go live. Agreed. Because that's the only way you're guaranteeing yourself that you're going to get a console in this uh, fall. I agree. Uh, moving on, Activision has announced another Call of Duty for 2020. We're surprised about that, not. Uh, but they did not announce what developer this was for. So there was the rumors that Treyarch was taking over development this year because Sledgehammer was having a ton of problems. If that is the case, I would... 
if this was Sledgehammer, let's put it this way. If this was Sledgehammer making this year's game, they would just come out and say Sledgehammer's making this year's game. The fact they didn't say that makes me believe that those rumors about Treyarch are true, and this year's game will be Treyarch-led game. So, kind of silly that they said it the way they did, but I, I get why they're saying it like that. We'll see what happens. I mean, that's... I know they used to be on a two-year dev cycle, and then they went to a three-year yeah. when they had three studios. So, yep. be interesting to see because Call of Duty has gotten kind of back its mantle as far as being the number one shooter again. Um, Blackout, everyone loved. Um, everyone uh, liked this, uh, the Modern Warfare, just rebranded Modern Warfare for the most part. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens this fall. Uh, next, we'll find out in June when the NBA yeah, Finals. Exactly, <laughs> NBA Finals is always the time that they show their yep. first trailer. Uh, Bioware has confirmed that Anthem is being completely reworked. Just give it up. Yeah. Just be done with it. Yep. Jason Schreier reported that back in like September or yep. October that it was being reworked, and now they have confirmed it. Um, I don't know. I bought it for super cheap. Actually, it was on a super uh, Black cheap Friday, discount. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It was like three or four dollars. Yeah. Because you, you got that in Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. If they if it turns out to be a good game, that's a win for me. I paid three or four bucks for it. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't, I'm not out a whole lot. So speaking uh, of three or four dollars, Chris, uh, my friend just the texted Division me. Division two is like three dollars. Yeah, yeah. I haven't that's decided insane. if I'm gonna pick it up or something like that. I, I would because they're they're redoing some things with the Division two that they've announced that's free as well. Yeah, maybe I will. So, I've never checked out the first one. It didn't yeah. interest me, but maybe for three bucks I can. Really good deal. But yeah, Bioware maybe I think they need a. Little, be looking at themselves as a company these days they need to drop this and just look to the future which i get casey hudson's back now but man let's just move forward make us a mass effect trilogy remaster and get then back make, on top yeah and then make us a new mass effect <laughs> that's not andromeda that's awful uh moving on uh project x cloud i just want to drop this ios testing has begun there was an issue initially uh with apple that they were having problems with uh, dealing with the money side of things with Apple. So this is good news to see that iOS testing has officially begun. I actually signed up today and already got an email that I was accepted. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so that... So you'll be able to give us updates on that stuff. Yeah, cool. absolutely. So uh, moving on... All right, I'm, hold on, this hold on. We're moving on. Is the most I'm important giving him his story. soapbox. Yes. <laughs> this is the most important news story of the entire week. Uh, just in today... The Didact, so the Didact is the villain from uh, Halo 4. He is actually being listed with a voice actor attached to him on IMDb on Halo Infinite's page. This is freaking awesome news because uh, a lot of the Halo fans love the Didact. And in the books, the Didact is a very powerful character and someone uh, that is formidable against Chief. So... Very excited to see how they implement the the didact to uh, returning in Halo Infinite, if this is true, which I, I would presume it will be. Uh, Halo 4, obviously, Cortana had killed the didact, sort of. Didn't kill him, but threw him off uh, this, um, this uh, uh, whatchamacallit, plasma I bridge. Plasma bridge. Threw him off the plasma bridge. So similar to the uh, Emperor who died in Star Wars, uh, died, so to speak. And he was thrown off the cliff. I have yet to see it. No, he was thrown off the cliff. Okay. Remember? In the original trilogy? It wasn't a cliff, but yeah. Well, whatever that <laughs> is. He was thrown off the cliff, but then he was brought back for Rise of Skywalker. You knew that already. That was already... You're spoiling it for everyone else that hasn't seen it yet. It's a trailer. Soapbox is off. It's a trailer. You're killing Anyways, everyone. <laughs> very excited for Didact's return to Halo, and that will be interesting as well. Our last news story. Oh, that's my headphones. So, oh, yeah, okay. I'm Sorry. screaming too loud. Apparently. I just said I didn't know what that was. Our, <laughs> our last news story is uh, Dreams is coming to uh, PS4 on Friday. It, I'm maybe gonna, I'm gonna give it an excitement. Is it um, is it actually coming? Are on we, Friday. Can we yeah. confirm? Like, I maybe. Te technically, hasn't it been here for like three years, anyways, with the betas and all that crap? That's true. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. But that's not the important part. Yeah. What's uh, the important part? The other one is Dark Siders Genesis is coming to PS4 and Xbox One tomorrow. There we go. Uh, and actually, there's a really good deal that I I actually did this yesterday. 
on Xbox. If you pre-order it, they are giving it to you for $4 off. So it's $35.99 because it's normally $39.99. Yeah. And then you get 6,000 rewards points, which essentially translates to $6. So really you're getting it for like 10 bucks off, which is a decent decent deal. $29.99 for a full-fledged game, quote unquote. So you know where so, I'm getting it though on? On PlayStation 4. No. Switch. I oh, want it on Switch. Switch. Yeah. Is it coming to Switch? Yeah, as it's well? coming to Switch. Yeah. Day and day. Yeah. Oh. That's why I wanted. I wanted it on Switch because it's a, in a, odd sense, it's a top-down shooter. I thought that would be. I love those types of games, and especially I love them on my Switch. Yeah. So I thought that would be a perfect thing. Now I've obviously That's played every other one on PlayStation Four, but this is a non-traditional Darksiders game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing this. Cool. All right. And dreams, what, whatever. I don't know. Dreams. <laughs> I don't. I, yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think anyone knows no. about dreams, even Sony. Yeah. No. Uh, at this point, so thank you guys uh, for coming out to the show. Uh, the like I said at the top of the show, the next couple weeks might be a little bit uh, fragile. We'll kind of try to get the best schedule we can uh, moving forward. We'll have a more complete schedule, I'm sure, once we get a better yeah. idea of what uh, what what we're doing. So. Uh, after that, uh, we will let you guys know. Follow us on Podcast PXN on Twitter uh, and YouTube as well. And follow me and at the real Donald Trump. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, that's not my Twitter handle. Oh, I thought it was. God. <laughs> Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces.